0: Boom. Um, you know what my wife tells me? She says, Lenny, stay in your lane. You know, your lane might not be someone else's lane. Okay? Your lane is what Holy Spirit is revealed to you. True grace. True grace. Okay? Mm-hmm. Teach people the tells so they know it's not true grace. It's funny because as i teach people the tells i'm still finding myself in situations where i'm listening to messages and there's grace preachers and they're given the tells you know you still have a responsibility no i don't jesus took care of that do you know that do you understand that well you still need to no i don't jesus took care of my need to okay okay Well, there's some things you need to do. No, no, there's not. Jesus took care of it all. Do you understand that? This covenant of grace is Jesus and the Father. The reason why the covenant before it was replaced was because it had a flaw. Okay? Hebrews chapter 8. I don't know why they don't read that chapter. It's right there in, in, in black and white. It says that first covenant had a flaw and the flaw was they couldn't keep it they couldn't keep it so I had to get rid of it they couldn't keep it people can't keep it if it's up to people it's gonna have a flaw do you realize that if it's up to people it's gonna have a fault so we have to make this new covenant oh God I came to do your will right Hebrews chapter 14. This is what's amazing about that chapter. It actually says about this covenant of law. How many of you have read this where Jesus said, you did not want it, Mm -hmm. nor did you take pleasure in it. Could you imagine that? You did not want it, nor did you take pleasure in it. So I came to do your will, to do away with it, to do away with it. And now, you know, there was only one man that achieved righteousness by the law. Only one, and that was Jesus. And when he lived and he walked this earth, he walked in accordance with those covenant laws, those ceremonial laws. (coughs) The big 10, the 613. And he fulfilled every single one of them. And he achieved righteousness by faith because he had faith in God. He's the only man that had righteousness through keeping the law and righteousness through faith. And now he's done away with the law. This is what I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. I listen to people and they say Jesus Jesus said. Jesus taught. It's written in red. So that means Jesus said it. So if Jesus said it, they don't understand. I don't know what it's going to take for people to understand this simple truth. New Testament does not equal New Covenant. Okay? New Testament does not equal New Covenant. And in the New Testament, you see both covenants. Both covenants. You see an intermingling. You see a mixture. And there lies the challenge. Because people don't know how to go in, or they haven't been rightly taught, how to go in and rightly divide. We're just going to look at some scriptures. So Pastor Laurie would say, okay, stay in your lane, preach the truth, but don't put the other guy down. I've been listening to messages. You, You listen to a couple of them. The other the other day, yeah, you did. When they were putting the other guy down, yes. or they were putting the other ministries down, yep. they were putting them down. They were throwing them under the bus, you know. Yeah. And so I'm like, I was laughing because here's Pastor Lori telling me not, So I'm not gonna do it because, okay. hey, this is my lane. This is what I will preach. This is what I will teach. This is what's freeing people. Mm-hmm. Amen? amen. Amen. Amber, amen? Amen. 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 Okay, so look, we're gonna start with Acts. We're gonna. We, I'm not a preacher. I do preach. I'm more a teacher, teacher, preacher, preacher, teacher. I love teaching. I love getting in the word of God, you know. And when I hear a preacher give the tells, give the tells, I just get more excited because it fans the flames of excitement within me to get that true gospel message out, you know. And they say, yeah, see, the tells, the tells, the tells. Man, you hear the tells, you got to shut the doors of your ears. Don't let it in your head. Don't let it in your head. It could be coming from good, well meaning people, you know. But Acts chapter 21, verse 20 and 21. Acts chapter 21, verse 20 and 21. You are going to see the dilemma of the New Testament. And it says And when they heard it, they glorified the Lord and said unto him, This is James, the leader of the church. And Lord knows how he became the leader because Peter was the leader. But all of a sudden, James comes and Peter takes second fiddle and he, either be, he even becomes afraid of James and, and he strays from the truth. We know that. Paul tells us he did. He strayed from the truth of the gospel that he was given when he went to Cornelius' house in Acts chapter 10. The Bible's amazing. So when they heard it, they glorified the Lord and said unto him, Paul, do you see? Do you see, brother, how many thousands of Jews there are which believe in Jesus? Now listen to this. And they're still zealous for the law of Moses. That was okay. That was the norm for the Jewish church. Yeah, you can believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah, you can have faith in Jesus Christ, but you're still gonna have zealousness for the law of Moses. This is why James teaches a man is not justified just by his faith, he's also justified by his works. James chapter 2, verse 24. You gotta understand. He's not talking about faith without works is dead. We can understand that. He says a man is not justified by faith alone, but also by works. Thank God Paul came along because James was written in A.D. 44, 43, 44. The book of Romans was written in A.D. 64, 65. And chapter 4 of Romans completely, completely clarifies how a man is justified and is justified by faith alone. So so you see here, this is this is what was going out. This is what was being was being taught. And they all are zealous of the law. And they are informed of you, Paul. <laughs> this is this is why Paul had so much trouble, so much problem, so much persecution. It wasn't from the Romans, it was from the Jews. That thou teachest all the Jews which are among the Gentiles, to forsake Moses, saying that they ought not to circumcise their children, neither to walk after their customs. Wow. Do you know that Paul does do that? You know, Paul, he wouldn't mind or he wouldn't care if you didn't know anything about the law. Galatians, who bewitched you? Paul's a lot, he's a lot more stern than I am. I'll just say Religion. He calls them dogs. The dogs. He called them witches and warlocks. Warlock. He called them wolves, ravenous wolves. I, lo- I love Romans chapter nine verse thirty and thirty-three. Hopefully, this all makes sense, guys. What shall we say then? This is powerful. The Gentiles, okay? That's that's like you and I. They were, they followed not after righteousness. They were not they were not adherent to any laws. Y'all understand what I'm saying? They were not adhering to the laws of Moses, right? They didn't follow after righteousness. But they attained righteousness. What? Even the righteousness which is of faith. What? But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, has not attained to the law of righteousness. Because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by works, by works of the law. For they stumbled at the stumbling stone, as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone, a rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. So here's Paul in verse 30 of chapter 9 saying, you know, here's the Gentiles. They weren't striving after righteousness. They weren't looking to become righteous. They weren't following any laws to, to, to attain, that they might attain righteousness. And, and yet they achieved righteousness. In fact, the very righteousness of God. Powerful. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. Faith in Jesus Christ. And then he goes on to say, in Romans chapter 10, verse 1 through 4, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God is for Israel, and it is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal for God, just like Paul did. Remember, he had a zeal for God, so he was persecuting the church, but not according to correct knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God, which is simply by faith and believing. For Christ is the end of the law, of law for righteousness to everyone that believes. That means just like you're talking about the Gentiles, we achieve the righteousness of God without laws, just by believing and having faith in Jesus Christ, you know, not by doing anything, not by working in any particular way, not by any kind of performance. Just by faith in Jesus Christ. And we are completely righteous, blameless, perfect, holy, holy one with God, just by believing in Jesus. No works, no need to, no have to, no... Simply my believing in Jesus. That's the stumbling stone. It's the stumbling stone today. Jesus was the only one to achieve righteousness, and he'll be the last one to achieve righteousness through the law. And he also achieved it by faith. But at the cross, he freed us from, he freed us from, at the cross, the covenant of law which is a DIY system. Do you know what DIY stands for? Do it yourself. Come on. Yeah, you do. Do it yourself. DIY system. Do it yourself. And look at Luke 4, verse 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Remember Paul. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He, Jesus is talking about he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. That word deliverance is is aphesis. And it means to be released from bondage or imprisonment. Did Jesus free them from Roman rule? No. Did he free them from Roman law? No. Did he free, th- free them from, from, from their position of being occupied by Roman rule and authority? No. So what is he freeing them from? What did he come to free them from? What bondage did he come to free them from? We're gonna you, you, just make no mistake about it. We're gonna find out. Captives, prisoners, captives. Liberty, right? It's the same word as al- alphesis, release from bondage bruised they were broken they were broken and shattered and abused so what is this freedom what is this liberty from he's talking about what rescue from bondage is he talking about colossians chapter 2 verse 14 to 16 oh man this is one of my i always say this is my favorite portion of scripture this is one of my favorite portions of scripture this is this is so beautiful so powerful For 37 years, I had never heard a preacher preach on this in in the circles that that I was at. I've heard it preached from a lot now, you know, in the circles I'm at now, now, but not then. Not for the first 37 years of my Christian walk. Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 and 16. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that were against us, which were contrary to us. That word blotting in the Greek means obliterating obliterating you know what what obliterating means if something is obliterated there's nothing left it's gone there's some maybe pockets of dust it's gone it's obliterated so here it is obliterating the handwriting and the ordinances that were against us which were contrary to us he took it completely out of the way he nailed them to the cross Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing them over them in it. Lo, let no man, here we go. Let no man judge you, therefore, in meats, what to eat, or what to drink, or respect of holy days, or, or, or you know holidays, or whatever, or new moon, or moon days, or the Sabbath days. What's he talking about? He's talking about the Big Ten and the 613. Ceremonial laws. Jesus blotted them out. Yeah. Boom. Canceled them. They were against us. They were contrary to us. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. This is what we know. But Jesus was talking about it because Paul confirms it. He received his gospel from Jesus. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. Stand therefore in the liberty where which Christ has made you free. And be not entangled again to a yoke of bondage. Liberty. El right? Freedom from moral or ceremonial laws. That's what that word Paul spoke meant. Stand in the freedom from that. Don't let anybody put a yoke on you anymore. You need to, you have to, you must. You have a responsibility, you have an obligation. Only one. I believe in you, Jesus. I believe in you, I believe in you. Free, free, eliotheroo, liberated, exempt. This one, the word freed means exempt from moral and ceremonial liability. The law cannot be used against us anymore. It's been obliterated. It's been obliterated. Make free. Acts chapter 15, verse 10 and 11. This is all powerful. Now, therefore, why tempt you God? This is what, the, this is what Paul is trying to speak to the rest of the, the, the apostles about. Now, therefore, why do you tempt God? To put a yoke upon the neck of the, of, of the disciples, right? The Gentiles, which neither you or our fathers were able to bear. But we believe that through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are saved even as they. Mm. Let me tell you something. I shared this. I forget. Oh, I shared this. Was, I was being interviewed by Julianne Hartman. And I shared with her that religion had me convinced that I was just a sinner. I was just a worm. I was just a sinner saved by grace. Had me convinced that, you know, God was angry with my life. You know, I, I, I was convinced that, that God was just looking at me and I was lukewarm because I, was, you know, I wasn't on fire I wasn't on fire like I should be. I'm lukewarm. He's getting ready to spit me out of, my, out of his mouth. I lived with that for 37 years. I lived with that for 37 years. Such bondage. And Then I realized two great powers. His love for me. His love for me would never be any more than it was and it could never be any less and it was. There was nothing I could do to make him love me anymore. Nothing I could do to make him love me any less. He loved me with the same love he had for Jesus. Jesus prayed that, Benny. Jesus said, "Father, that Lenny Rolla would know that Nick would know, Father, that Nick would know that I love that you love Nick just as much as you love me." I wish I would have heard that. God, you love me as much as you love Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. And it'll never be any less. It'll never be any less. Is this okay? This message is okay? Yes. Yes. Right? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. That's grace, guys. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. You read chapter 8 in the Gospel of John. Jesus is talking about, if you don't believe in me, you're going to die in your sins. If you keep adhering to the law of Moses, you're going to die in your sins. I'm going to be lifted up and I'm going to draw judgment to me. Uh, onto me. If you believe in me, you will be saved. If you believe in me, you, and then he says, many believed in him. And then he says, if you continue in this truth, you will be my disciples. The truth of the gospel. Not just the truth of the Bible, the truth of the gospel. And many received his word. And to those that did, right, the truth set them free. And if you stay in it, the hue of the, the sun makes free is free indeed. Make no mistake about it. And so now, he loved me. And now, what do you mean I'm not unrighteous? I'm righteous? You are righteous. You, you are righteous. I spent, you know, once I got that, that revelation, I went to bed thanking God for loving me and thanking him that I was righteous before him. I'd wake up saying, God, thank you for loving me and thank you that I'm righteous before you. See, Jesus' prayer was answered. He answered that prayer by going to the cross. He said that they would know you love them even as you love me and that they would be perfect in one. As you are perfect in me, I'm perfect with you. They're perfect with us. Perfect. Righteous. Through one sacrifice, he perfected forever those who were sanctified. Righteous. 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 By faith, I'm righteous. You're righteous. And you see, when you understand love and you understand righteousness without any works, you understand that there's nothing you have to do to qualify for that miracle you're looking for. Amen. Why? Because He did everything needed for you to qualify. That's why Colossians chapter 1, verse 12, got to know the Word of God. It says, For He... God, the Father, has qualified us to qualify for this great inheritance. Why? Because we earned it? Because we worked for it? Because we work for it still? We earn it still? No. Faith in Jesus Christ. You believe in my son. Qualified. You believe in Jesus? Qualified. You believe in Jesus? Qualified. If they tell you, first of all, Pastor Lenny can say, you need to believe more. I'm not going to tell you you need to believe more. Even if I think, you know what, they're not believing. You know what's the cure for believing? You need to have a revelation of God's love. And you need to have a revelation of your righteousness. That's it. You need to stand in your authority. Well, that means you need a revelation of his love. And you need a revelation of your righteousness. Because in the garden, Robin's going to tell me. We got a guest here from, from Colorado. Robin's going to tell me about this verse. You see, so many people say in, in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, you know, in the beginning, you know, God, and let them have dominion. Right there, God gave us authority. Right? God gave us authority. No, he did not. It said, right, Amber? Let us make man in our own image and our own likeness in our own image and our own likeness. Well, what is that? (sighs) Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. Put on your new man who after Christ has been created in true holiness and true righteousness. Ah, so the image and likeness of God is true holiness and true righteousness. Yes. And because they're in the same image and likeness of God, truly holy and truly righteous, a fruit of that is authority. So if you're not living in your authority or using your authority or you don't know how to use your authority, authority will just become a fruit if you understand image and likeness. Oh, man. Amen? That's some good preaching. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, being justified. Here it is, right? Therefore, being justified. Therefore, being made righteous by faith, right? In Jesus Christ, you're at peace with God. God is at peace with you. God is not angry. He's not upset. Your approval rating with God is sky high through the roof. Approval rating. You know, every approval rating is so important. What's the approval rating of the the present president? You know, you hear, oh, his approval rating is down to 36. You know, it's the lowest it's ever been, whatever. What's the approval rating, you know, God has for me? (sighs) Through the roof, 100%. Can't be any higher, Amen. and it never changes. Amen. Approval rating is so po- so powerful; it's so important. And you have to know God's approval rating for you cannot be any higher. He approves of you. Now approve of yourself. Amen. Amen. No guilt, shame, condemnation. No work, effort, anything needed. You qualify because God qualified you because you believe in Jesus. Period. And you know that. Let me tell you something. I used to struggle for 39 years with sin. Really. To the point where I said, Lord, take me home. I'm just a sinner. I'm never going to be nothing, anything more than a sinner. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I can't do it. I failed. I failed. Take me home. Andre Crouch and the disciples were singing, it won't be long till we'll be leaving here. I said, Lord, take me right now. Please take me because I can't do this. But then once I realized He loved me. I'm righteous. I'm one with Jesus. You cannot believe, you cannot believe in your true identity, righteous, holy, complete, perfect, blameless, same power. You cannot, and then go out and sin. It just doesn't happen. You walk in your righteousness, you just naturally walk in who you are. But if you're not believing who you are, you're believing a lie, you're always going to live the lie. But you believe the truth, you will always live in the truth. All right, I'm only been preaching for 25 minutes, I'll be done in, in, in two or three more minutes. All right, therefore, being justified by faith, just we have peace with God. I have peace with God, He's at peace with me, He's at peace with you. He's pleased with you. No guilt, shame, condemnation here. No guilt, shame, condemnation in this house. And because of this, because of faith in Jesus, you are fully justified. And because of that, you have full access to his grace. Oh, Lord, give me your grace. Oh, Lord, pour out your grace. Listen, you have full access to it. All you need to do is believe you're righteous. Yeah, but God, you—you you seen when I, how I treated my wife the other day? You—you you, you seen what I said to my husband the other day? You seen how I hocked at that person that cut me off on the road the other day, and how I said he's number one, but not with that finger, with the other finger, you know? <laughs> Uh-oh, she's touching you like you might have done that. No. Oh, okay. No, I no, no, no. uh, no, There you go. No. So, 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 Lord, you, you, you—you you know, you heard that word that I slipped out of my mouth. You know, you heard me. Yeah. You know, he goes. Did you read my word? Sins and iniquities, I remember no more. You've been perfected and sanctified forever. I have placed you and sealed you in my son in righteousness and true holiness. When I look at you, all I see is Jesus. Start seeing what I see. And when you see what he says, sees, and then you know if you're a son of God, you're led by the Spirit... This is why Paul said, "Sin has no more dominion over me, for I'm not under the law. The law gives sin dominion. Mm. Death, where is your victory? Right, or Dave? Huh? Death, where where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law." Sin has no more dominion over me. Why? Because I'm not under the law. I'm under grace. He set me free. Yes, he set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. Okay, keep going. (laughs) Romans chapter 5, verse 17. I'm almost done. I'm right here. Staying in there with me. Romans 5, 17. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one. See, Adam fell. Sin and death reigned through him. Much more. Much more. If this is what Adam got us into. Now much more. Look at what Christ gets us into. Those who receive his abundance of grace, his abundance of love. And not only that, the gift of righteousness. Amen. If you receive the gift of righteousness, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. It's a gift. I can't work for it. I can't earn it. I don't have an obligation for it. I, I, I don't have, you know, I don't have uh, uh Whatever. It's, it's a gift. I receive my gift of righteousness. Then you will reign in life, over life, in your life, over your life by the one Jesus Christ. As far as Pastor Lenny's concerned, the answer to healing, the answer to finances, the answer to relationships, ruling and reigning in those situations, receiving the gift of righteousness. His love and His righteousness. And so when I read Philippians chapter 1, verse 11, I'm closing here now. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness. You'll find that phrase by Paul several times. Fruits of righteousness, which come by Jesus Christ and are to the glory and praise of God. Filled. Filled with the fruits of righteousness. First of all, fruits carpos it means that which originate from or comes from something so that means your righteousness your righteousness this is why it's so important to believe you're righteous comes with fruits and the word filled filled with the fruits of righteousness filled is plerōō it means fully furnished well supplied crammed it means you can't get anything in that anything else in that suitcase Lori oh I need to honey I got more things to pack come and stand on it for me okay I'll stand on it for you all right we squish it down now you can put some more things in it Okay, all right. Now I'm ready to close. Lori is not going to close. Stand on it. Stand on it. Come on. Put all your weight. Put all your force. Okay, I'll I'll do that. You try to zipper it. You try to zipper it. You try to zipper it. You know what I'm talking about? Uh It is crammed. Now when she opens it, when we get to where we're going, I got to stand on it so she can just try to unzip unzip it. Now when she unzippers it, everything's just (laughs) pouring out. Do you understand? This is the language that Paul is using. With your righteousness, you have been crammed with fruits. And you see, God knows they're, re- they're ready and they're waiting to explode out from within you. Yes. This is why God is able to do far more than you could ask or think according to the power that works within you. Amen. But you have to believe you're loved and you have to believe you're righteous. Period. And rest in that. Don't shrink away from that. Because of faith in Jesus, you are fully righteous, fully qualified, fully furnished. Believe you are fully loved and fully righteous. You know what some of those fruits of righteousness are? Healing. Healing. It's a fruit of righteousness. Financial blessing. It's a fruit of righteousness. Blessed relationships. Fruit of righteousness. The answer is, well, you need to believe more. You need to have more faith. No, you need to know his love for you. Like Paul said, that you would know the height, the depth, the width, the breadth, the length of his love for you. And you need to know you're righteous. Perfect, complete, holy. And because of that, you're one with God. You're united with Jesus Christ. His power is your energy source. It's flowing through your body. It flows into every organ that it needs to flow into. My heart is is strong. My lungs are clear. My brain is is strong. Sometimes it remembers too much. <laughs> My eyesight, no glasses. Not there's anything wrong with glasses. Okay? But if Moses had no dendrons in sight and he was an inferior, inferior covenant, I'm keeping them off all right my intestines my my everything I can't tell you everything I speak to but I speak to it all my wrists, my shoulders my knees my hips okay 65 you're looking good. now I want to look like Robert when I get to be 83 when to <coughs> <coughs> I still think he's lying to me I don't know <laughs> I need to see some I need to see some proof I need to see some like driver's license or something I tell Robert Simmons, he is my hero. He is my hero. He thinks he came here to this church to hear from Pastor Lenny. He didn't come here for Pastor, you know, to hear from, learn from Pastor Lenny. God sent Robert into, into my life, into this church for me. You know, because I thought I knew how to love my wife. He's teaching me how to love my wife. He's teaching me what agape love looks like. Greenness. I'm learning so much from him. I'm like, Lori, he's so filled with peace. He's got so much peace. I'm learning. I'm learning from you, brother. You might be here for a season, but that season has taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and then I look at him and I'm like, my gosh, he looks like he could play in the NBA or he could be on the front line, you know, for the, for the New York Giants or whatever. I mean, Lord, just show me what's possible. See, because sometimes, you know, we see it in the word and we can believe it, but then we see it in somebody, you know. It's like emulating it, you know. It's even more encouragement. So, thank you, Robert. You're my hero. You're all my hero. You're really all my hero. Praise God. I see you with Frank. I see how he goes and he goes and he goes. And I see what, what, what Caprice is overcoming. Now Nick, Nick's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a hero of mine. Amen. You're all heroes of mine. Lenny, you're going to be a new hero of mine. <laughs> you're a new hero of mine. What are you doing, a love sign? <laughs> love sign. New hero. <laughs> Amen. I love you guys. I love you guys. You guys are my heroes. Amen. And stop crucifying yourself. Amen. You're not doing anything wrong. You're not. The power's within you. Concentrate on His love and concentrate on your righteousness. Let the Holy Spirit take you there. So anyway, good word today? Amen. Yes, Amen. always. Father, we love you. Yes. And we thank you, Father. Father, you took care of everything with this new covenant. Yes, You made it flawless and faultless. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you. And it's all because of faith in Jesus. We thank you because of faith in Jesus. As we leave now, we are the head and not the tail. We are the top and not the bottom. Amen. We are above only. We are blessed coming in and we are blessed going out. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.